Hi, I'm Andy. And I'm John. And if you're slightly confused, that's because any second you're going to be a little more confused because we've got a very special recording of Wooden Overcoats, but not quite as you've ever heard it before for you. So we decided we'd, you know, play with the format. And uh, during a run of Radio Man, which is Felix Trench's fabulous one-man play, uh, produced by our very own Tom Crowley, uh, we had a bit of time after the show uh, and an empty theatre to fill with stuff. And so we decided to do Wooden Overcoats, but sort of backwards a bit. Which is Wooden Overcoats, the switcheroo, where Felix Trench plays the handsome and charming Eric Chapman. And Tom Crowley plays the taciturn and difficult Rudyard Fun. And I'm sure you'll have amazing amounts of fun in this recording. There's lots of things that you don't get in the uh, the actual show, like watch out for the moment where, or listen out for the moment, where Tom Crowley, as Rudyard, walks out of fun funerals and walks into a pillar on the old Red Lion stage. I think you can hear the audience's reaction. It's not subtle. It's, it's a wince. It's, it's great. <laughs> anyway, we will leave you in the capable hands of the Master of Ceremonies for all our live shows, uh, Mr David K Barnes, who will explain everything else for you. Please enjoy. Hello. Hello. Oh, hello. Squeeze yourselves in, have some fun. Right, ladies and gentlemen, it's so good to see you all again, especially those I've never met before. Welcome. This is Wooden Overcoats, the first, the greatest, the most funereal podcast sitcom on this planet, being listened to from listeners from the Netherlands to Singapore to Mozambique to the Rock of Gibraltar. Every single tax haven is tuning in. (laughs) Panama, if you're listening, do join in the fun. It'll be lovely to have you. Tonight, here we are in the old red line, not being here before, with these mics which may or may not work on this lovely set for a lovely play called Radio Man, which some of you may or may not have seen. If you haven't, do! It's a tremendous piece of work by Felix Trench, who is in this very room right now. Try and see if you can spot him anywhere. It will be more confusing than you think in a moment. Um, last year, we released eight exciting, gut-wrenching, nerve-wracking, funny episodes of sitcom and we want to make more later this year, and we hope to do so. However, to do so, we're going to try and raise tons and tons of cash for something we're going to give away for free. (laughs) Tremendous business model, and so you are here to subsidize a wonderful piece of comedic undertaking. I'm going to piss off very soon, but just as your cue, and I I really don't even need to introduce this, because this is episodes one and two of Wooden Overcoat, so I've got nothing to actually fill you in. You'll get all the details as it goes along. I would like to introduce you, though, to these cracking people somewhere behind me. I can't see because the the glare of the lights, but somewhere behind me we have, uh, joining us once again, playing the various denizens of uh, Piffling Vale, we have Pip Gladwin. We have... Behind this lighting fixture, I assure you, is Peter Wicks. And Sarah Burton. We also have the original, the best, in fact, the only Antigone Fun, Beth Eyre. And then, some special guests who weren't in the episode, if you've heard it online. So brand new for us here tonight, we do have narrating our action, the dulcet tones of Eleanor Rushton. Our Georgie Crusoe, Kira Baxendale, is lost in the wild wastes of Wales. And so instead we have, right here today, Gemma Arrowsmith! (laughs) (laughs) That leaves two funeral directors. But they've swapped places. How perplexing, how confusing, how very entertaining. Can they do it? Let's find out what we have now for the sexy, suave Eric Chapman is the sexy, suave Felix Trench. And taking the mantle of the most aggressive funeral director, it's the spirit of variety himself, Tom Crowley! Ladies and gentlemen, very helpfully and somewhat unexpected, you clapped every single one of those people individually. Can we have one final one to cue us for the show? All of you at once!
Now, hidden in the English Channel is an island called Piffling. On the island is a village, Piffling Vale, and the village has a square, and the square has this lovely little antique shop, but opposite the antique shop is a funeral home, which is where much of this little chronicle will be set, I'm afraid. You see, I want to tell you all about a man named Rudyard Fun. He owns the funeral parlor. He's responsible for all the funerals in Piffling Vale. And today, he began what was undoubtedly the worst week of his life, which, to be honest, was probably long overdue. Wooden Overcoats, created by David K. Barnes. The Labours of Rudyard, by David K. Barnes and Christopher Hogg. We gather here today to celebrate the life of Stanley Jessup Carmichael, who was taken from us only five days ago. It all began with a funeral. The antique dealer, Stanley Carmichael, whose shop was immediately opposite Rudyard's premises, had led a life of peace and ordered calm for some 89 years and had been subsequently crushed to death by a granite sundial. Now, I confess that I never actually bought anything from him, his prices being quite steep, actually. <laughs> Though I did have my eye on that sundial, and I uh, might still be tempted if it came down in price. Hint, hint. Ah... <laughs> uh. I'll just leave that with the family to uh, mull over. <clears throat> Stanley's relatives pricked up their ears at the prospect of getting something for that granite sundial, whilst nearby, his eyes sunken and his skin pale and drawn, stood Rudyard, looking at his watch and wishing strongly that the Reverend wasn't an agnostic. Because as we stand here, his spirit is undoubtedly looking down at us from his place with God, Unless you don't believe in that sort of thing, which I won't hold against you. Mind you, God probably will, unless he doesn't exist, in which case uh, you won't have anything to complain about, really. <laughs> Reverend. Uh, uh, sorry, did somebody... Reverend. Uh, oh, oh, hello, Rudyard. You're rambling. Sorry? You're rambling again. Oh, God, am I? Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, so sorry, where was I? His spirit looking down on us from his From place. his place with God, yes, thank you, right, right. Looking down at us from his place with, um... No, no, actually, I don't suppose we could have a quick show of hands, no, could no, we? come on! If you believe in God, could you put your hand up? Can we do that? Uh, put your hand up if you are... Uh, uh, well, yes, well, about half. Uh, uh. <laughs> so what I might do is do the service twice. We don't have time. Uh, no, once with God in it, and the other... No, we're overrunning. Well, I thought I might read out a few psalms. Which ones? Oh, I don't mind. I'd be happy to take requests if anybody's got any. No, no, no. We're 16 minutes behind schedule, nearly 17. Georgie, wake up! I don't want to. We need the coffin in the ground, now. Sir, it's a very heavy coffin. What's your point? I'm the only pallbearer. Stop moaning. Put your back into it. Oh, fine. Uh, Rudyard. Yes? Uh, do we have time for some funny anecdotes? We're late as it is and it's pissing it down, so no. Oh. You're ruining everything. There you are, Reverend. You're losing them. Oh, I thought they were rather getting into it. No, him, you! Me? You horrid little man. Stop hurrying things along. Don't you know what a schedule is? This is my only gig today, you know. I've got Mr. Askey to measure up in half an hour. He's not dead. He doesn't look healthy, though, does he? <laughs> Stop talking. We're trying to honour Stanley. Honour Stanley? You didn't even like him. How dare you? I noticed at the shop you slipped that carriage clock down your blouse and you thought no one was looking. <gasps> and the dressing table. I knew it! Oh, shut up. You'll swipe that portrait of Ava Braun. Well, I wanted that portrait. Well, you can't have it! Oh! <laughs> Sorry, Jerry, I just... I lost control. Oh, Jerry! Oh, now, now, come on, everyone. Stay calm. Uh, Jerry, put that shovel down. Don't even get shovels. All right, Georgie, get the body in the ground. Sir, they don't look very happy. Oh, of course they don't look happy. It's a funeral. Now get on with it. Right, George! Oh, no, it's all right. Let's go. <laughs> Rudyard Fun and Georgie Crusoe fled the cemetery and hurried back to their funeral home. Established by local character and serial bigamist Gilbert Fun in the 15th century, Fun Funerals had always maintained a solid reputation for being the only funeral home on the island. 
It's not bad out today. Of course, we could be onto a good thing back there. You saw Stanley's widow. That sad old lady. Yes, when she took a swing at her son-in-law, I think she fell in the grave instead. I don't know if it was fatal, but it looked promising to me. Do you think we'll ever have a quiet funeral? Asking for the impossible never helped anybody. People smiling and swapping funny memories. I'm just not sure every funeral should end in violent conflict. Georgie, once you've been here a few more months, you'll realise that funerals will always end in bloodshed and there's very little that you or I can do about it. Now, go and get the measuring kits. I want to go to Mr Askey's and see if he's dead yet. Are you sure it's worth the bother? We've gone round every day for the last six weeks and I'm not giving up now. Hop to it. Yes, sir. And get me a dry jacket and another hat. And where's Antigone? Antigone! Now look here. Yes? Stanley's widow. Ha! I knew it. No, nothing. Sorry. Uh, we can fit her in at six o'clock. Uh, I'd leave her in the ground for the moment. It'd save time in the long run. No, she shouldn't have been brawling at her age, no. Of course I'd have fancied my chances against her. I'm 35 and she's 62. See you at six. Georgie, we've got a full day ahead of us. Where's Antigone? Try the mortuary! You in the mortuary, Antigone? Antigone, you in the mortuary? Antigone! Antigone, you in the mortuary, Antigone? Antigone, you in the mortuary? Antigone, you in the mortuary, Antigone, are you? Are you in the mortuary? Antigone! Antigone! Well, I'm back. I'd rather look at the corpses. Does rest in peace mean nothing to you? I don't hear the guests complaining. Got room for another? Is it Mr. Askey? Not yet. This one's a bonus. That's Antigone, Rudyard's twin sister, despite actually being born one week afterwards. The poor dear had been diagnosed with depression within 20 minutes of being born, a world record which gave her no consolation at all. <laughs> so how was it today? And the vicar's getting worse, and of course it was raining. Inevitably, it ended up with a punch-up over a portrait of Eva Braun. But personally, I found it all rather moving. Brilliant. So that's another grieving widow we'll have to apologise to. <laughs> no, we won't. Why not? She fell into the grave and died before I left. She did what? It's been a very productive morning. You really have no concept of what good service is, do you? I love to disagree with you, and I'm doing it right now. I've been in the mortuary all morning, and do you know what I've been doing? I'm sure I don't want to know. I've spent the past five hours mixing formaldehyde and methanol with clementines and a tiny, a tiny dash of cinnamon. That's what I've been doing for five hours. Should I ask why? To try and make our embalming fluid smell nicer. So the bodies will smell nicer. Because if you ever really smelt a body, Rudyard... Why do we still talk to each other? <laughs> now, thanks to me, they'll smell brighter, fresher. Not like bodies at all. That's the sort of service I'm striving for, Rudyard. I want them to forget that a body is a body. Yes, that'll work. Our granddad's dead, but don't worry about it because he smells like Christmas. <laughs> it's attention to detail, Rudyard. It's how to run a business you wouldn't know. We get the body in the coffin in the ground on time. Sir. Georgie? Your other jacket's been eaten by moths. I saw the whole thing. <laughs> Never mind that. Georgie, how long did it take to get the coffin in the ground this morning? couple of seconds. Now that's a good service. Because I dropped it. But it got where it needed to be and that's what they pay us for. Roger, for the very last time, they don't want chaos, they don't want stress, and they don't want a relative dead before the first has even been buried. Well, how do you know what they want? In the name of sanity, Roger, we've got to turn... Look, I've got a very busy day ahead, so you just get back into that mortuary and think about what you've done. <laughs> oh, there we are. Hello. <laughs> yes? Eric. Eric Chapman. Uh, I'm new to the place. Just arrived. Close the door, shall I? Good morning. Georgie, leave it to the professionals. Good morning. We've not met. No, because I'm new. <laughs> <laughs> to the place. You don't need to brag about it. <laughs> I have met people before. You're Mr. Rudyard Fun, a fun funeral. That's correct. Terrific name. I suppose you put the fun in funerals. <laughs> no, of course we don't. That's obscene. Sure, never mind. Well, Hello, Mr. Chapman. Oh, Jesus. Is this too close? A little bit. Sorry. Don't mention it. Sorry, I'm, I'm Antigone. Sorry, I'm pleased to meet you. Uh, likewise, call me Eric. Are you in charge? I'm the mortician, where the action is. <laughs> <laughs> I bet there's not much you don't know about the body, eh, Antigone? 
That sounded like a double meaning. It's, it's called flirting. Oh, gosh, is it? Well, actually, no. No, it was lovely smashing into it again. Have I made it awkward? Damn! <laughs> Haven't got all day. Yes, so Rudyard, Antigone and... Georgie, hi. That's enough! <laughs> saw you at the funeral. <laughs> I saw you at the funeral, didn't I? Yeah, helping out. It's a job. Georgie, don't give away company secrets. <laughs> I was only... Hang on. Were you at the funeral this morning? Yes, I was. And I'm sure you were very impressed with what you saw, Mr Chapman, but we really are frightfully busy. Yeah, actually, I wasn't sure it entirely came off. I'm sorry. <laughs> For a start, it got a little bit violent, didn't it? Did you think so? At the end, yes. <laughs> I'm not sure what funeral you were watching, Mr Chapman. <laughs> Don't you smile at me, <laughs> you handsome bastard. <laughs> But all I saw was good, clean morning. <laughs> Didn't someone die? Very convenient place for it to happen. Georgie? I'm not convinced. There you go. <laughs> Don't let us keep you, Mr Chapman. And I thought there could be a greater attention to detail. Stop me if I'm being too critical. OK, I'll stop you there. Shut up. Carry on, Mr Chapman. Eric. Gosh. I have... <laughs> I have to say, it all looked a little bit grim. I mean, it's a funeral. Hardly party time, but even so. I always think these occasions should be a celebration of life rather than going on about death. You know what I mean? Nope. Ah. I mean, I don't want to be made even more miserable. I want to remember those happy, magnificent memories. I want a cheerful atmosphere. Bright flowers, music, funny recollections. Sweeter smelling fluids. Exactly. Fluids? I think they're very important. <laughs> sure thing. That's what I mean, sorting out those little details, pushing the boat out. Or the hearse out? <laughs> it's just my two cents for what it's worth. Well... I don't know what planet you live on, Mr. Chapman, but... Uh, thank you. We'll bear those things in mind, won't we, Rudyard? Over my dead... Smashing! Anyway, I thought I'd swing by... Oh, any time. Thank you. Any time at all. Yes. Uh, I was just swinging by to see the competition. The competition? Yes. You mean like a raffle? Not exactly. I hate raffles. That's a strange thing to hate. Anyway... <laughs> uh, well, I meant you lot. Fun funerals. The local competition. In funerals. You're an undertaker. Clients prefer funeral director. Uh, you're just visiting, though. Oh, no, I live here now, uh, setting myself up. Your own funeral home? Yep. Chapman's. Not quite as catchy as fun funerals, but there we are. <laughs> Where are you going to be? Oh, you know the antique dealer you uh, buried? Stanley Carmichael. I'm taking over his premises. Just across the square! Uh, that's right. Opposite you, actually. We'll probably see a lot of each other. Compare notes, swap stories, down the pub. Mine's a light ale, by the way. <laughs> <coughs> uh, did someone die in here? <laughs> Goodbye, Chapman. Oh, sure. Um, well, glad to meet you, Rudyard. Antigone. Chapman. Georgie. See you later. That's enough! <sighs> okay, um, enjoy yourselves. Ah, sun's come up. <laughs> well... If he thinks I'm going to buy him a light ale, he's very much mistaken. Oh, shut up, Rudyard. This is actually very serious. He seemed fine. No, he didn't, Georgie. Coming over here, waving his credentials in our faces, giving us feedback. My God. I thought you liked him. Liked him? Liked him? Yeah, you were talking about fluids and everything. That's professional chit-chat, for God's sake. Do you think I like gorgeous handsome men, do you? Um, exactly. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. I can't think of a scenario where I would buy someone a light ale. Roger. <laughs> Focus. He is serious competition. Kim, competition? Were you listening to the man? No, she wasn't. She was gazing into his eyes. Georgina, go and make some tea. We haven't got a kettle. Buy one. Fine. <laughs> Rajad, we're finished. I think I'll take a cyanide capsule. Yep, Antigone. We are not finished. We're an established firm going back centuries. Nobody around here is going to book a funeral with a complete stranger. <gasps> Rudyard, look at his shop. What is it? He's already changed the sign. Chapman's just like he said. I'll admit he's working quickly. That does it. You've got to go see the mayor. Tell him this village isn't big enough for two funeral homes. That's not a bad idea, actually. I'll see him now. <laughs> Wish I could afford an umbrella. Rudyard scuttled across the village square and up the steps leading into Piffling Hall. He was shown into the office of the Right Honourable Mayor Desmond Desmond, a man who felt that the most wonderful words in the English language were, I'm sure it's going to be fine. 
Mr. Rudyard Fun, to see you, sir. Oh, thank you, Marjorie. Your Worship, I really am most desperately sorry to... Uh, where are you? Down here, Rudyard, uh, under the desk. <laughs> Why? Oh, I'm, I'm just sitting here, you know, doing a bit of thinking. It's a, it's a big world out there. <laughs> Yes, I came in to ask you... Rudyard, do you know what the difference is between a village and a town? Uh, well, uh, a town has a greater area. Yes. High population, mm. uh, more amenities. Amenities, yes. Uh, a mayor. Yes, oh God, well, exactly, yes. yes. I actually came to see you about something else. Uh, but we do have to... We, we have to do something with our lives, haven't we, Rudyard, don't you think? Yes. I look at my seal sometimes, and all my envelopes, and, and I read my name, and have I done enough, I ask myself, am I even right honourable, because I don't feel it. Well, to call yourself right honourable, you have to be a judge or a privy councillor. Really? Well, I've got to change all my stationery now. <laughs> you see, this is just the sort of thing I'm talking about. What have I earned? What have I achieved? I mean... Well, God knows we have to justify ourselves somehow. I, I, I just, somehow, just justify ourselves. I, I we, I mean, do, anything to say on, on the matter of, of that? I don't like the man across the road from yes, me. Yes, and what with my sister, you know, passing the bucket last week. I topped her all send-off, you chaps gave her, by the way. Oh, thank you. Pity it rained. Yes, well. Can't help that. No. All the ground subsidence, but still, you know, we laughed, didn't we? <laughs> yes, you know, seeing her flopping about like that. <laughs> anyway, did you know what I've decided to do, Rudyard? I'm going to turn this, this village, <laughs> excuse me, this village into a town. That's what I'm going to do. I, I mean, things must expand, mustn't they? Probably. You think so? Hmm. Oh, good, good, good. She used to say, Terrible things to me, my sister. I've got a, I've got a problem, actually. Oh, have you? Oh, can I help? Because I'd really like to be useful. Well, I think you can be. You see, Your Worship, there's this man. He's not worth it. Yes. <laughs> what? No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, this this man is opening a new funeral home directly across the road from mine. Is that a problem? <laughs> we can't have two funeral homes, can we? Well, can't we? Why not? Well. Be ridiculous. Well, I don't want to look ridiculous. But exactly. <laughs> if we had two funeral homes, why not two fire stations, two hospitals, two mayors? <laughs> two mayors? Like, I mean, could it really get that far? I'd hate to speculate, but I will. It could, yes. Well, <laughs> well help me up, would you? Yes, I think we'd better stab this in the bud immediately. Thank you, Rudyard. Thank you, Your Worship. Well, it gets me out of the office anyway. Out from under the desk. <laughs> yes, well, we won't talk about that. No. <clears throat> Marjorie, cancel all my appointments for today. There aren't any. Thank you. <laughs> Off we go, Rudyard. Upon arriving at Chapman's, Rudyard and the until recently right honourable Mayor Desmond Desmond discovered that the place was nearly ready to open, and it wasn't yet even midday. Rudyard braced himself for a sinister journey into the unknown. Wasn't this place a... An antiques shop a few hours ago. I don't understand. How has he managed to do all this? It's a bit flash, isn't it? All these happy colours. Well, it's not a patch on your setup. Look, it's not a speck of dust on anything. I mean, he arrived this morning. It has to be said, though, these sofas are very comfy. <laughs> Is that a coffee machine? Yes. <laughs> Does your place have one of those? We, we bought a kettle half an hour ago. I... Doors open. Hiya! Sorry to keep you waiting, so I'll go here. <laughs> Is that a lift? Mr. Mayor, it's a pleasure to meet you. Eric Chapman, there's some chocolate truffles in the bowl there. Help yourself. Oh, lovely. Would you like the tour? I'd love to show you around. Still not quite finished. There's perhaps another time, Mr. Chapman. You've got a lift. Now. <clears throat> I, I don't know quite how to say this. Uh, how to say what, Mr. Mayor? Well, it's very naughty of you to have done all of this, isn't it? Is it? Well, without permission, I mean. But you gave me permission. Did I? I mean, before I came here, I was calling back and forth with your people, and everything got sorted. And, um, 
yes, here we are. There's your signature. Oh, yes. Yeah, no, the smiley face in the O there. It's definitely mine. I, uh, you must understand. I, I don't always read everything I'm given. I'm usually kept very busy. I'm sure. Don't worry about it. Well, what do you think, Rudyard? It's a really nice lift. Thanks, Rudyard. <laughs> yes, well, even with all this, I mean, I am the mayor, aren't I? And I have the perfect right to change my mind. D do you not want me here? No, 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 it's not that. But you see, it's just, well, it's, I mean, it's, you know, the, I mean, Rudyard. Go, sorry, yes, lift, no, yeah, now look here. <laughs> yes? We've already got a funeral exactly. home. Exactly. Mm, mm. We've already got one, and with the best will in the world. I mean, we can't have two funeral homes, can we? Why? Because then, you see, we'd, uh, we'd apparently have to have two hospitals, you see. That's mm. a great idea. Is it? Oh, well, good. I'll, I'll get on to that. Brilliant! <laughs> but nevertheless, look, a, a village just can't sustain two funeral homes, can it? Oh, you could be right there. Could I? I told you so. But you know what could sustain two funeral homes? No. A town. A town, you say? No, 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 no. Well, no. don't get me wrong, this... This is a great village, but I think it's going to be an even greater town. And I want you to I want to help you to do that in the only way I can. With a funeral home. Can I ask a question? Go for it. If we had two funeral homes, would we need two mayors as well? No. That's ridiculous. Mm. Ah, excellent. In that case, I hereby pronounce this funeral home open. What? What are they all doing there? We're taking advance orders, just a service we provide. I, I, well, I won't I, take up any more of your time, Mr. Chapman. Oh, please, Mr. Mayor, it's Eric. Well, best of luck, Eric. And if you're ever at a loose end, do pop by the hall. We have movie nights sometimes. Oh, remember that. <laughs> if you need our services, it's on the house. Oh, well, tremendous. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it now. <laughs> no, 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 hang on Glad now. Glad to have you here, Eric. Mr. Mayor? No, 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 no. Call me Desmond. <laughs> TTFN! Catch you later, Desmond! Can I leave the door open? Oh, if you would, Rudyard. Sorry I can't stay and chat. Can I get you anything? How do you... Make yourself a coffee. Um, better see to that queue. Enjoy yourself. Don't forget the truffles. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Oh! Uh, <laughs> afternoon now. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say, welcome to Chapman's. Remember, we put the fun in funerals! <laughs> Chapman. <laughs> After a coffee and a couple of truffles, Rudyard stormed out, seething with resentment. He kicked a small dog and got bitten by its owner. Having gotten back to fun funerals, Rudyard set down a chair by the window and stared out across the road, muttering out loud to his only real friend in the world. Look at them all. Smiling. Happy. It's a funeral home. Who the hell do they think they are, eh? <coughs> exactly. <laughs> I give him a, w a week. <coughs> right, maybe two. <coughs> he might have gold blend and lounge music, but you can't put a gloss on the mechanics. Get the body in the coffin in the ground on time. That's what it's all about. <coughs> and I bet his corpses don't smell of cinnamon. <coughs> yeah. We'll see who runs this village. Rajad. Uh, yes? You're talking to that mouse again, aren't you? Her name is Madeline. It's not normal. Antigone, you spend 23 hours a day in a mortuary. Don't tell me what's normal. <laughs> Off you go, Madeline. We'll continue this later. <laughs> you haven't moved all day. I don't need to move. I'm plotting. Where's Georgie? Don't know. Plotting. Rajat. Day off, day off, no work, plotting. I'd, I've lost myself for a second there. I've been feeling out of sorts all day for some reason. Evidently, <clears throat> Rudyard, for the first time in our lives, we've actually got competition, which means we could really do with having some friends. So could you get out there and make some? I'll do it tomorrow. Have you at least gone round to check up on Mr. Askey? Who? Mr. Askey, the man we've been waiting to die for six weeks, because so help me, I need to embalm somebody, and it could quite easily be you. Look! Mr. Askey's immortal. He'll never die. So what's the point in talking about it? Now look here. Georgie? What? Right, I'll see you there. Mr. Askey's dead. Is he? Yes. Mr. Askey's dead. 
Oh my god, Mr. Askey's dead! Thank Christ! A heart attack! Half an hour ago, it's all around the village! It took him long enough. Antigone! I'm, 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 I'm so happy! We'd better get over there <laughs> before you know who He's dead, 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 he's dead! Stop oh. being happy and get over there now! Sorry, yes, get over there, yes, yes, go there, go, I'm gone, gone, Rodyard is back in the game! <laughs> Rodyard is going to get wet! <laughs> Have the mortuary ready! And Rodyard! Right! <laughs> Don't cock it up. <laughs> you may think Rudyard was wrong to be so jubilant at an old man's death, but Mr. Askey was Rudyard's old PE teacher at school, so such happiness is entirely justified. Rudyard met Georgie at Mr. Askey's Bijou residence at 5.45. Georgie, say it again for me, won't you? Say it again. Sir, I've got to tell you... Say it again. All right, Mr. Askey's dead, but listen... Yes! Get in there, my son! Whatever that means. Yeah, I ought to say... God, I've been looking forward to putting him in the ground. Can't mock me for losing the 200-metre dash now, can you, Mr. Askey? Before you get excited... Right, yes, got to straighten up, straighten up. <laughs> Think grave. <laughs> How do I look? Miserable. Great, let's go. Uh, could we please have some quiet... Uh, oh, it's you, Mr. Fun. Afternoon, nurse. May I take this opportunity to convey my most profound condolences? If you want to. Just have. Now, I'm sure my apprentice, Miss Crusoe, has already carried out our preliminary duties, so I think we should let the dog see the rabbit, <laughs> if you'll take me through. Well, this is actually rather embarrassing. Oh, oh, God. Oh, dear God. Please don't say this is a false alarm. In a sense, yes. Oh, for... Georgie, you said he was dead. He is dead! But... Mm, Nurse, one of us in this corridor is deeply confused, and I'm beginning to think it might be you. No. I knew it. She's mad. Grab her, Georgie. What? I'm not mad. That's what a mad person would say. Georgie! Let's do this. Mm. Oh, hello, Rudyard. Great to see you. Chapman. Busy afternoon, eh? Hello, Georgie. Hey, Eric. Stop flirting. Nurse, <laughs> I demand this man be told to vacate this bijou residence immediately. Look, this is my bad, and I've really got to apologise for this one, but... Mr. Askey requested it. He what? With his final words, he said he couldn't bear to get buried by such a feeble little weed as Rudyard Fun. But... Interesting man. You wanted to see my gold medals in the 200-metre dash? Ah. <laughs> Got to say, I wasn't expecting business to take off quite so quickly. You're doing a most proper job, Mr Chapman. Thank you, nurse. I think we'll collect him first thing tomorrow. Anyway, must run. Good to see you, Rudyard. Georgie, enjoy yourselves. What a day to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> Such a charming man. I hear he's still a bachelor. Well, so am I. Yes, well, hardly surprising, is it? Don't listen to her. I'm sure you're still a bachelor by your own choice. Hey, don't be ridiculous. Anyway, we're not beaten yet. We've still got the antique dealer's widow in the cemetery at six o'clock. But, sir, it is six o'clock. What? But it's the other side of the village. We'll never get there. Oh, yes, I will, damn it. Out of my way! Rudyard raced as quickly as his legs would carry him, but when he got to the churchyard, he discovered... Ah, ah, there you are, Rudyard. <laughs> You've missed the funeral. <laughs> Reverend, what's... what's everyone doing? Uh, uh, dancing. Uh, why? Because they're happy. Why? Well, I arrived to oversee Mrs Carmichael's uh, transferal to a better world, if such a place exists, which... I'm not certain about one way or the other. And I found out everybody eager and ready to go. They seemed very cheerful about it all. What? And since the deceased was already here and sensibly dressed, he just got it done and out the way. Young fellow named, um... Chapman. Ah, that's it. Eric Chapman. Oh, got his own practice. I'm hearing marvellous things. He has a coffee machine, you know. <laughs> Chapman. Prepared my speech for me. Very succinct it was. <laughs> and led us all in a couple of sing-songs. Oh, and he found a lake. <laughs> yes, I think we're all going boating in a minute. He owns a boat. Chapman! <laughs> anyway, I'd better be getting back to it. We're having a jelly and ice cream. Bags of fun. <laughs> Goodbye, Rudyard. Or should I say, um, enjoy yourself. <laughs> I see. I, I, I see. Well, right. Well. Hello, Rudyard. Ah! Oh. Oh, it's you. It's a fair, fair job, I hear. 
Yeah, yeah, congratulations. <laughs> Don't think it'll always be like this. I won't hand it to you on a plate, you know. This, this, this is very much the exception, yes. Well? What? You can talk, can't you? Say something! Rudyard. Have a nice evening. <laughs> what? What do you mean, have a nice evening? What, do, what do you mean by that? Chapman! Chapman, what if I don't want to have a nice evening? Hey? What if I... What if I... What? <laughs> Chapman! <laughs> As the days went by and Chapman's clientele grew and grew, fun funerals began to feel the pinch. By the end of the week, things were looking desperate. Now look here. What? Yes, 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 your, your, yes, yes, your wife, your wife. Monday morning, 11 o'clock sharp. Don't be late. What? But you can't do that. Yes, I know his price is a, a more reasonable, but that doesn't mean you have to... I mean, we've done it all now. Okay, 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 okay. yeah, look, just for you, I'll do your deal. Once in a lifetime, book one funeral, get one free. Well, I don't know, how about your sister? She's getting on a bit. Look, look you provide the body, we'll provide the funeral, no questions, Art. Hello? <laughs> Hello? Hello? Oh. Chapman! Antigone! Get out of the mortuary! Why? We've had a cancellation. Oh, for God's sake, not another one. Mr. Bogard will be back round tomorrow to get his wife back. But I just filled her with embalming fluid. Well, then drain her out again. I don't believe it. We're working ourselves ragged trying to scrape together enough money to pay instalments on the new kettle. <laughs> and all Eric Chapman has to do is sit across the square on his very attractive backside. Pardon me? I said in his very competitive backside. Right. Yes. <laughs> Look, we shouldn't worry. We've still got Mrs. Codrington's funeral tomorrow. We'll push the boat out. No expense spared. Are you sure? You've got to spend money to make money. Georgie! Yeah? Take this money, run around in the morning and buy us the cheapest lilies you can find. Or steal them. That's a good idea. So give me that money back. There's no point buying flowers anyway. Why not? I was talking to Agatha at the sweet shop and she said that Eric's been going to the market every day and buying out the entire supply of flowers. So we can't get any of them. Damn, he's good, cunning, devious, ruthless. We can be those things too, Antig Antigone. Sorry, shut up, backside, what? <laughs> we need a strategy meeting. I think that uh, once again, the time has come for Boggle. Oh, God. Oh, uh, yes, your turn to set up. Boggle. Sharpens the mind and provokes inspiration. If Chapman's nabbed all the flowers for his funerals, we've got to think of something. Yeah, but Agatha says he hasn't used them. Hundreds of flowers have gone into Chapman's funeral home, but none of them have ever come out again. That probably sounded more dramatic in your head, but never mind, it's, it's, it's worth investigating. Is the game ready, Antigone? Yes. Now look here. We've got to find out what Chapman's up to, obstruct his plans, and come up with something of our own. What we do here tonight could be crucial to the future of fun funerals. Got that? Yes. yes. And remember, if two or more players come up with the same word, it's removed from all players' lists. <laughs> Off we go. As they played, the mouse called Madeline, and Rudyard's only friend watched them from the corner. Alas, she couldn't play Boggle herself because rigorous linguistic amusement can be fatal for rodents of all kinds, which is why you'll never find one doing a cryptic crossword. Right, what have we got, Georgie? Three, cat, bin and photograph. Rubbish, Antigone? Uh, two, nouvelle and vague. No good, and against the rules. No, they're not. You can't have French words in an English game. But we're closer to France. Vive le piffling! Yeah. It doesn't... <laughs> It doesn't matter. They don't help. Well, what have you got? Twenty-one. Look, looks, wreck, wreckage, disturb, disrupts, destroy, sabotage, funeral, next, revenge, kill, beat, rival, must go, room only, four-one, indigo. <laughs> Any inspiration? Oh, absolutely nothing. How disappointing. We'll have to have another round. No, wait a minute. Yes. Yes, of course, it's so obvious. Words. Wreck, wreckage, disrupt, destroy, yeah! No, not those words. Words! We write an advert and put it in the local paper. Oh. Is that all? Look, what does Chapman have that we haven't got? Customers. Go away, Georgie. A future? I said go away, Georgie. <laughs> what are you getting at? Publicity. He's got the spotlight because he's new. We need to take it back. Remind everyone that we can still get the body in the coffin in the ground on time. Unless the client takes their wife back. Well, I think that's implicit in the advert. Now then... 
We'll attack on two fronts. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to write an advert and take it to the papers. Meanwhile, Georgie, you're going to the market to buy some flowers and see what Chapman's up to. I could go. I'm busy in the morning. Need to repair the transport if we've got a funeral in the afternoon. I have been meaning to tell you that strapping a coffin to the back of your moped does lack a certain finesse. Speed and efficiency, sir. No, quite correct. Carry on. <laughs> but someone's got to go. I could go. How about Madeline? Quick! Oh, don't be ridiculous. She hasn't got any pockets. How would she carry the money? Quick! <laughs> oh, a satchel, of course. Sorry. <laughs> I could go What? to the market to get the flowers and ask about Chapman. I could do that tomorrow morning. You? Yes. Go outside? Yes. Look, they've got this thing out there called the sun, and I don't think you'd be very keen on it. I'll risk it. And you're allergic to pollen. I'll wear my outdoor survival suit with a pollen helmet. The one that makes you look like an astronaut? That's the one, yes. Antigone, I don't think this right, is Right, I'm going to the market in the morning to buy some flowers, and that's final. But, come I'm on. perfectly capable of going outside to do ordinary things and to live my life like an ordinary person. Now, if you need me, I'll be in the mortuary. Good night. <laughs> Does she sleep down there? We won't pull on that particular thread. <laughs> the next morning, the dew still upon the grass, Antigone slipped into the all-over outdoor suit that she'd received as an 18th birthday present from her long-deceased mother and gingerly stepped beyond the front door of fun funerals and into the outside world. Well, I heard coughing. Get lost. <laughs> Here we are then. Daytime. It's not a bit like I remembered it. Still, this is what normal people experience. Antigone, you are a normal person. You are a perfectly ordinary, everyday person. Better put the helmet on. Well, off we go. <laughs> Antigone lumbered awkwardly across the square and on towards the flower market, muttering the odd word or phrase like... I shouldn't. Or... Get a hold of yourself. And sometimes... Bloody, bloody Chapman. Until eventually she reached the piffling market. Within a bounty of bouquets stood Miss Petunia Bloom, the greatest flower merchant of Piffling, who'd also drawn rapturous acclaim for her performance in the Piffling Amateur Dramatic Society's production of My Fair Lady, in which she'd quite naturally played the part of Colonel Pickering. <laughs> we got dust, we got chrysanthemums, we got tulips. Get yourself something lovely. Oh, wait a tick. I recognise that heavy breathing. You're the bloke what's been ringing me every Tuesday night, ain't you? Well, last night I stayed up till two in the morning and you never called. <laughs> Miss Bloom? Bless my soul. Isn't that Antigone fun? How nice to see you again. We all thought you was dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not. Oh, you must be very proud, dear. What can Petunia do for you? I'd like some of those lilies, please. Oh, I'm afraid I can't, dear. They've been sold. Advance order. How about those daffodils? No, they've been sold too. Oh, begonias? Sold. Chrysanthemums? Sold. Oh, would you like a bunch of violets? If you can spare them. Oh, sorry, dear. Sold them all. You're holding some. Oh, these are just props. I painted a couple of pansies. Can I have them? No, they've been sold. <laughs> so why keep yelling about your flowers when you can't sell any? A force of habit. When you've been selling flowers for 30 years, it's just ingrained. We've got dust, we've got chrysanthemums. Has Chapman bought them all? No, I can't disclose the confidential identity of my newest and most attractive client, can I? I want the truth. What does he need them for? Ask him yourself, dear. He's coming this way. What? Look, there he is. Yoo-hoo, Mr Chapman! Hide me! You what, dear? Go! Oh, get out those flowers! Perplexing woman. Virginia! What a glorious morning! Oh, that is, Mr Chapman. Oh, can't be long. The guy started building a third floor to Chapman's at six. Should be done in half an hour. Well, your flowers are ready and waiting. Great. I reckon this will be the last order for now. 
I should think so too. Coming here every morning for a week. You've been making Mr. Bloom quite jealous. I didn't know you had a husband. Oh, I often forget myself. <laughs> How about we discuss it over a glass of something tonight? Say, uh, eight o'clock? Uh, I'm afraid I've already got something laid on for this evening. <laughs> What's the name? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Right, let's take a look at these flowers. Oh, you've outdone yourself, Petunia. The best of the bunch. Every... Ex- I've missed a pun there. The best bunches of the bunch. <laughs> we'll have it again later. <laughs> Every exquisite colour of the... Wait a tick. Hello, Mr Chapman. Ah! <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Petunia, there's an astronaut hiding the begonias. Oh, it's their red yard fun sister. Strange girl. You mean... Antigone? Is that you in there? Um, uh... Yes, it is. Oh, well, don't be afraid. Come on, join the party. Um, uh, right. Uh, you are uh, probably wondering why I'm wearing a... Uh, a pollen helmet. You've seen one before. I used to wear one. I had appalling allergies till I was 13. Problem with those helmets is the static electricity plays havoc with the hair. It used to look like a blonde electric plasma ball. <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny anecdote. Thank you. Listen, have one of these. Oh, what is it? Puritan, antihistamine. Pop one in your mouth and bingo, you can take your helmet off. I'd have to take the helmet off to pop in the Puritan. Well, there's a paradox. Still easily resolved. Let's get you out of that helmet. No! In this heat, you'll asphyxiate yourself otherwise. Come on! Lower that pint glass. <laughs> Only take a second, you'll feel a new person. I don't know. I'm not sure. Trust me. All right, fine. Great. Now, I just about remember how to, uh, huh? There. Take the helmet, quick. Take a deep breath. There. That should do it. Feel better? I do. It's strange. I'm outside, but I can smell things. Here. Try some gardenias. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. They smell just like the old lady we've got lying in our mortuary. Sure. That's a good thing. Is it? Right. <laughs> are, are you wearing aftershave? Candlelit vigil. Why? <laughs> Do I smell like a deceased old lady? No, no. You smell like a sort of man person. You've got a scent on too, haven't you? I recognise it. Oh, um, yes. What is it? Embalming fluid. Uh, With clementines and a dash of cinnamon. To make the body smell better. What a great touch. And there's this chemical agent. I made it myself. It removes every stain and blemish from the corpse's skin. But if you spill it on yourself, you get a rash and your... clothes fall off. Well. Yes. <laughs> What's it called? As soon as possible. I mean... No, I shouldn't be talking. Company secrets. I have said too much. Uh, I won't steal them. Well, why not? You're the competition. Goodbye. I'm taking any Wait. Do you want to grab a coffee sometime? Uh, caffeine makes my hair turn green. You've got some great ideas. I'd just love to discuss the business with you. Friendly competition. How about it? I... I... Oh, I suppose I could. Um... I'm taking it over here. Yes, what? Shut up, Georgie. Uh, Roger went into the mortuary and miscalibrated the formaldehyde pumps. He can't turn them off. But he's not allowed down there. We've got bodies swimming all over the shop. You better hop on quick. Oh, in the name of... All right, I'm coming. Well, maybe another time. Georgie, hey. You're right. Love the moped. She yours? Yeah. Found him washed up on the beach. Worked on him for a couple of weekends and... It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm great at mechanics. You see, the secret is... He knows too many secrets, Georgie. Drive. Fine. Bye, Eric. Look forward to it. I mean... That was a silly thing to say. When Antigone eventually arrived back at Fun Funerals, she was almost swept aside by an ocean of formaldehyde and methanol. Her brother was fishing around for their deceased clients. For God's sake, Georgie, switch it off! I am trying! Antigone, you have to help me find Mrs. Coppington. Why did you do all this? Mr. Lazenby came in with his sister, and by an encouraging coincidence, his sister was dead. So I said, I know you've got a hair appointment, but give us your sister, and we can embalm her by the time you get back. Why didn't you wait for me? It was just embalming. How difficult could it be? Very difficult indeed. Finally. Well done, Georgie. 
I didn't do anything. Mrs. Codrington is stuck in the drainage pipe. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, well, if I can leave you to sort this out... Where do you think you're going? I've got to go and get an advert in the paper. You should probably change your clothes. You're covered in Antigone's new chemical agent. Yes, yes, all very clever. Oh, Antigone. What? Did you find out why Chapman's been stockpiling flowers? No, I didn't. What? Are you trying to ruin us? You flood our home with fluid and corpses. Yes, well, chalk one up to experience. I'll be off to the papers then. You should really change your trousers. Oh, who cares? Rudyard. Yes? Here's your sodding flowers. Oh, for Antigone, these are gardenias. I expressly asked for lilies. Get out. Yes, you are. Oh, come on now! <laughs> Rudyard crept to the heart of the Piffling Press. Sid Marlowe, editor-in-chief of the island's premier publication, Piffling Matters. Remember, any matter can be a Piffling matter. Come in. Oh, hello, Rudyard. Thought you'd be in sooner or later. What's wrong with your trousers? Don't try and confuse me. I want to place an advertisement. Hold on a second. Hello? You have. You have. That's sensational. What's going on the front page? I'll be there in half an hour. What's happened? <laughs> Somebody's cats had twins. Have you ever heard of twins before? I have a twin sister. Get away. Really? Well, we'll get that in the story. Don't you worry now. What can I do for you, boy? Do we have to have that tape playing? Wait. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I like to sound busy, that's all. <laughs> Now look here, I want to place an advertisement. What's the biggest you do? Full page, you know that? I've been trying to sell you one for seven years. Well, I didn't need that one before. And I know what's changed. Don't last long in this business, some without being able to count how many funeral homes an island's got. Well, now we've all learned something. Still want the full page? If you would, I've written the words already. Look. Let's have a shifty. Fun funerals. Why bother with anyone else? We get the body in the coffin in the ground on time. Mm, it's catchy. Any special offers? We don't need them. How about a free reef for the first five customers? No, we're valued for tradition and service. And what do you need the advert for? To remind everybody that they uh, they value us for our tradition and service. Mm. Now, slap that text together and make it look sharp, and I want it on the front page. Right, how about the design? Something sophisticated, I think. Um, Like a giant tombstone. You want me to put a bloody great tombstone on the front of my paper? If it makes people think of me, then yes. What about something cheerful? Now... That new bloke, uh, he's got this motto, um, uh, we put the fun in funerals. He stole that from me. He never. He did. I suggested it to you seven years ago and you never used it. You wanted royalties. All right, all right. <laughs> Look, cough up the loot and I'll get on with it. There you are, 30 pounds. That's what you said before. <laughs> that was seven years ago, boy. You've never heard of inflation. Well, how much is it now, then? Front page tombstone. 500 nicker. <laughs> 500 pounds? Are you mad? Look, listen, I have got a dynamite story here about a cat. We've twins! It's going to cost you a lot more to bump that off the front page. Yes, but £500. Pounds. I've got the overheads to think about. You've got a desk and a cassette tape of ambient noise. 500 quid? Take it or leave it. Uh, right, there, fine. Uh, one check, and I hope you choke on it. Uh, well, you won't regret it, Rudyard. Power of the press. You'll have a stampede tomorrow. If I don't, I shall write a letter of complaint to the editor. I am the editor. Then consider this a warning. Good day. <laughs> Rudyard stepped outside into the street. Uh, great. Still, he now had a deserved sense of elation and confidence. He'd grabbed the bull by the horns, turned it round, and placed an advertisement into a local newspaper. Today, nothing could stop him. Rudyard! What a pleasant surprise! Warm today, isn't it? <laughs> yes, Chapman, an auspicious afternoon, don't you think? <laughs> In what way? You'll find out, Chapman. Believe me, you'll find out. Can't wait. I heard you had some trouble with your formaldehyde pumps. Tricky buggers, aren't they? If there's anything. Who told you about that? I bumped into your sister at the market. Oh, and your assistant, Georgie. Tell me, she's seeing anything? Well, 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 well. I don't, I don't know what they told you. But as far as I'm concerned, fun funerals is all systems go. Glad to hear it. About George. Today is the day before tomorrow, when tomorrow becomes today, and everything changes forever and ever. Look out for it. I will. Georgie Sears. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have a fun funeral to get to. Oh, okay. Oh, Rudyard, about your trousers. Ooh, what about them? They've melted. There's bits of them all down the street. <laughs> yes, well, there are certain things about piffling you'll have to get used to. <laughs> if you decide to stay, and uh, one, uh, when, one when, when, well, one of those <laughs> is when business is conducted, one must wear the grey flannel standard business shorts. Good day. I'll try and find some. 
Enjoy yourself. No, Chapman. You enjoy yourself while you still can. What was that? Nothing, bye! (laughs) (laughs) Mrs. Codrating's funeral was a thoroughly miserable affair, and thus, Rudyard felt an overwhelming success. Brimming with pride, he went home to fun funerals, had a simple meal of anchovies and peas, and then sat up all night, unable to contain his excitement at what the morning and the papers might bring. God, God, go on, go on. Go on, just get in the ground when you're not Come in, Georgie. Cheers. Go on, go on. Get it in the ground. They're all looking, go on. <laughs> it looks like a dog chasing rabbits. Been there all night, waiting for the paper to arrive. He's convinced that advert's going to change things forever. Get in the ground. Family's paid up front, get in there. <laughs> Sleep is the half brother of death. <laughs> Do you want a bagel? <laughs> yes. Ah, who? What? Where am I? Oh, now look here. Mr. Marlowe! No, 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 I haven't seen it yet. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, sorry? Oh, very good of you. Mr. Marlowe just said he's refunding us £400. Why? Double his circulation, probably. Mr. Marlowe, we accept. Uh, Yes, of course I'm happy. Today's the beginning of the end of Eric Chapman. Say that again? The newspapers arrived. Oh, 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 papers here. Okay, thanks, bye. Love you, bye. (laughs) Well, how does it look? How does what look? Our advert on the front page. Fun funerals. Why bother with anyone else? I went for full tombstone. Sophisticated. We're not on the front page. What? Why not? Because Eric Chapman's on the front page. What? (laughs) Last night, newcomer and all-round sport Eric Chapman endeared himself to Piffling by placing a bouquet of petuna bloom flowers on every grave on the island. What? Said Mr Chapman, it's the least I could do for such a welcoming community. I expect I shan't ever leave. No, 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 no. No, no, no! Bloody hell! Eric's on every page! Putting the fun in funerals! Two, three, four, six... What's on page five? A cat's had twins. Are we in the story? A local man also has a twin cat. Oh, damn you, Marla! (laughs) Oh, oh, here we are. We're on page 13. Pretty small, though. I think you've been edited. Sorry, what does it say? Fun funerals. Why bother? (laughs) To be fair, it's very catchy. That does it. Rajaj, get down from the counter. I'm going to jump and you can't stop me. (laughs) Eric also told Piffling Matters of his new promotion. The first five people through the door today will receive a complimentary word wreath with their choice of funeral. Publicity stunts promotions. Is the man no shame? Maybe not, but at least he has clients. How can a man just appear out of nowhere and ruin everything in the space of a week? How is that possible? What have we done? It boggles the mind. Boggles. Boggles, boggles. Boggles. Roger, boggles. What is it? Boggles. Bo- boggle, boggle, Antigone. Boggle, boggle. You are boggle. utterly unhinged, Georgie. Attack. Okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't you understand? Chapman's word reads. Boggle. The word reads, scramble them. You can't sabotage a funeral. I'm not sabotaging a funeral. I am sabotaging a cheap, tawdry promotion that tarnishes the very name of the funerary practice. It would be a crime not to do it. What are you going to do? Set them on fire? I'm great at arson. (laughs) Cut through the strings so they all fall apart. Turn mother into moth. Turn a daughter into ha, red, gut. That's ridiculous. It'll work. When's his next funeral? Says here, 10 o'clock this morning. That's in half an hour. Georgie, call up Mr. Marlowe and tell him there's a big, big story just waiting for him at the church. How are you going to get close enough to the reeds? Madeline, Quick. you're coming with me. <laughs> I've got you now, Chapman. We'll see who wins the high score around here, like in Boggle. <laughs> Madeline didn't like the idea of sabotage, but after all... Rudyard did allow her to live in the skirting board rent-free, so she felt she owed him something. She sat in his top pocket as he hurried over to the funeral of old Colonel Kevin Hubbard, who had mistaken a grenade for a can of Diet Cola and had accidentally detonated himself. The service had not yet begun, and Eric was chatting to the agnostic Reverend Wavering. There was also a jazz band. Rudyard sidled up to the reeds, 
draped over Colonel Hubbard's coffin. <laughs> Only an amateur leaves a coffin unguarded. Right, Madeline, you know what to do. Ten minutes later, Madeline rejoined Rudyard at the back of the crowd. Well done, Madeline. Mr. Marlowe, I hope you've brought your camera. This better be important. I'm uh, meant to be taking Petunia Bloom on a hot weekend to Guernsey, if Uh, you know what I mean. I know exactly what you mean. The innuendo was not subtle. I promised you a big story, sir, and you're going to get one. Is that a mouse in your top pocket? (sighs) Okay, that is a big story. That's not the story. (laughs) But she is prepared to give an interview. Morning, Jen. Oh, hello, Eric, boy. Oh, I have one on the other side there. Uh, old can't find the Mike Chapman, is it? Feeling confident, are we? I uh, think so, yes. Do the press usually come along for funerals, yeah? Well, no, but Rudyard said... That you've fun. made such a big splash on our small island that, frankly, Chapman, you deserve the spotlight. Well, very decent of you, Rudyard. Oh, I looked around the whole island for the grey flannel standard business shorts, but we can't find any. Must have sold out. <laughs> Must have, yes. Uh, morning, Reverend. Oh, hello there. Yeah, I think we're there. ready to get stuck in, Eric. Sure thing, Nigel. Enjoy yourselves, everyone. And do you think I ought to talk about God in this one or leave it sort of vague? I trust your instincts, Rev. Right, yes. yes. <laughs> Shouldn't be long now, Mr. Marlowe. This had better be worth it, son. I already had a hot story for tomorrow's paper. Apparently. People can predict the weather now. I'm sure your time will be well spent, Mr. Marlowe. Antigone, what are you doing here? Where's your survival suit? I don't need it, or the helmet anymore. All I needed was willpower, Puritan, and a bucket of suntan lotion. Antigone Fun? Go will for you, was dead! <laughs> In many ways, Mr. Marlowe, I am, but I don't like to talk about yes, it. Yes, very complex. Now, Mr. Marlowe, keep your eyes on those word reads. All right, but something better happen soon, boy. Everything neatly arranged, then. Madeline's been at the string, keeping the wreaths together. Soon it'll be bye-bye, Chapman. Rudyard, do you think this is necessary? I've never been so pleased, to be certain. (sighs) Humiliating him like this in front of everyone. This is war, Antigone. If I could have arranged to have his trousers fall down on cue, I'd have done it. Perhaps there's still time. No, 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 no. Seriously, they're starting, they're starting. (coughs) I'd like to think that as the Colonel was yanking on the pin that would tragically seal his fate, he heard God whisper, if he exists, Well done, Kevin, old boy. Come and see the place that I've probably made for you. Come on, come on. <laughs> I'd first like to call on my good friend Eric Chapman to hand me the first of his floral tributes to the dear departed Colonel. Here we go. Certainly, mm. Reverend. Here we... Oh, ooh, something feels a bit loose here. I have to... And in front of the crowd, the wreath that was supposed to spell Dear Kevin now appeared to say... (gasps) Dead cretin? What? That's what it says, dead cretin! Uh, I actually don't think I can watch this. I'm so sorry about this. Uh, Let me try another. Item two, Antigone watches the words never forgotten magically become... (gasps) I'm a war criminal! Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Nigel, I can't apologise enough. That's reverend to you. Look, I don't mind sat out in the correct place. Channel 4, but this is just... No, 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 I, I don't, I'm so sorry. Antigone, get your eyes open, this is glorious. This is excruciating. At last, at last, you're mine, Chapman. I think in the circumstances, Mr Chapman... No, please, everybody, uh, just give it one more, they can't possibly all go wrong. No, 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 no. And then a strange and inexplicable thing occurred. For the wreath that had spelt Hubbard much missed, and should now have spelt something really quite rude, Instead, told the assembled crowd... Disturb, disrupt, destroy, funeral, revenge. Rudyard Fun was definitely here and this is the result. Indigo! Wait, Rudyard Fun was definitely here and... Where is he? Where's Rudyard Fun? Oh, oh, now, this is a big story, I smell for the camera, Rudyard. Uh, I say, Mr. Marlowe, can I take a look at that camera? Get your hands off it! Such a curious model, isn't it? Don't stop it, you... Rudyard, you're choking him with a strap! Don't tell me that, Antigone! I want plausible deniability! Where is he? Where's Rudyard Fun? There he is, strangling the newspaper man! Let's surround him! No, 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 it wasn't! No, I'm not! Stop surrounding me! Now, you wanted to be on the front cover, mate, now! Give us a great big smile. Ah! I can't see! Stop it! It wasn't meant to be like this! Disgraceful! What an appalling man! And not even wearing any trousers! They're they're just very short, I need to buy another pair! What a story, a saboteur and a pervert! Ah, stop, stop flashing! 
I'm sorry I doubted you back there, Eric. Not at all, Nigel. You don't think we should try and help Rudyard? No, no, no. Let's give him a kick. Ow! My shins! <laughs> Miss uh, Antigone Fun, um, where are you? <laughs> Practically invisible. Do you have anything to say about your brother's behaviour today? Antigone, help! Yeah, oh, uh, help! Stop it! No comment, Mr Marlowe. Excuse me. Antigone, oh, come back! Antigone, I don't... Uh, do you want to stop pinching me? Get away! I can't... Oh, Antigone, I... I... Chapman! This had been the worst week of Rudyard's life until the next one came along and topped it. I was there to jot it all down from first-hand observation and a little bit of gossip I picked up later. And, of course, being his only real friend in the world, Rudyard tells me everything. My name is Madeline, and I'm going to be the first mouse to write a Sunday Times bestseller. And next time, I'm going to tell you how Antigone surprised everybody by... Well, you'll just have to tune in again, won't you? Tonight's show was written by David K. Barnes with Christopher Hogg and was performed by Tom Crowley as Rudyard, Beth Eyre as Antigone, Felix Trench as Eric, Gemma Arrowsmith as Georgie, Pip Gladwin as the Mayor and Sid Marlowe, Peter Wicks as Reverend Wavering, Sarah Burton as nearly every woman on the island, and Eleanor Rushton as the narrator. The music was composed by James Whittle, and the programme, which was absolutely live, was recorded by Odin Hill Marson and John Wakefield. Thank you very much. I've been David K. Barnes, but they have been the show. Good night and enjoy yourselves.